Yes, it's Monday, and we all know what that means, don't we? Yes, we do indeed. It's time for new beginnings. It's time for a fresh start of the week. It's time to talk about ghosts with me, Kevin Eustace. Hello, everyone. How's your week been? Well, I know it's Monday. I hope the first few hours of it have been really good either way. So what have we got in store for today? We've got all the usual malarkey. We've got, of course, a review where I review something paranormal so you don't have to. And, of course, we've got Reddit Corner with Becca. And it's a bit of a long one this week because, you know, we've all missed her because she's been away. And it's a bit of a scary story, too, if I'm being honest. Plus... She doesn't technically add something to the canon, but something strange happened through the night. Or did it? Or was it just TNC? We'll have to find out. Anyway, before we get into all that, and of course, your true paranormal ghost stories, we're going to, of course, say thank you to our wonderful team over at Patreon. Now, when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you support this show, this little old show, but you also get two extra episodes each and every week. Yes, you do. Now, who puts out that sort of content? That's a massive amount of content. Probably loads of people, but I do too. And you get one episode, which is me just having a ramble. Where, as you can tell, I like to do that. And I just ramble away about whatever's on my mind. And you get one episode, which is a paranormal Patreon. Yesterday's paranormal Patreon, myself and Becca covered a woman who apparently has been buried twice. Yes, twice... Be I was going to say twice buried Betty, but her name isn't Betty. Somewhere in Scotland it was. If you're from Scotland, you probably know the story. But it was a good one. Anyway, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And when you do, not only do you get all that extra content, but I also sing your name out as a bit of a thank you. The guitar is well and truly out. And we have four wonderful new Patreons to say thank you to today. We have, we have, we have Stephanie Petzing, Kathy Garner, Jim Yar and Claire Eastwood. Now, in the style of uh, Eddie Vedder. Why not? We're going to try... Oh, why isn't that playing right? That's right, I'm playing the wrong chord. We're going to play a little song just for you guys as a thank you. Ah. Stephanie Pitzing, Kathy Garner Claire Eastwood and Jim Yard You've signed up to the Patreon And you're keeping the show lights on And I wanna say thank you I wanna say thank you From the bottom of my swinging brick from the bottom of my swinging brick Ended on a seventh Ooh, That was a D7 for anyone keeping score. Thank you so much, guys. And don't forget, if you want to become a Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Yes, it's time to review something paranormal so that you people out there don't need to review it for yourselves because what sort of madness would that be? Would you pay attention to yourselves? Well, you'd have already watched it. Well, so you see, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, what we're going to review today is a film because I watched a film over the last few days. Yes, I did. A paranormal film and that film is Insidious 3. 
Yes, the third installment of Insidious. Now, if you've seen Insidious 1 and Insidious 2, then Insidious 3 doesn't really change much, if I'm being perfectly honest. Plot-wise, it's kind of standard trope, really. You know, a family move into a new apartment building. There's a dead family member. They think that family member's trying to reach them. They go and see the insidious medium woman who's still in the films. She's the only one who, like, lasts throughout the series. Anyway, and she lets them know in no uncertain terms this is not the dead family member. This is indeed a demon. And um, she goes and tries to find the demon and she finds the original demon from the first one. I won't spoil it anymore. It's, you know, it is good. There's a lot of jump scares. There's a lot of... I mean, it's done well. Don't get me wrong. You can do worse than... If, if you want to watch a good, scary film... When I say good... If you want to watch a scary film where you know what you're going in for, kind of like a comforting, scary film, so you know you can get wrapped up warm, you can put it on, you're going to jump a bit. Um, it's not going to win an Oscar. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to win, like, best screenplay or anything like that. You're going to put it on, you're going to go through the story, and you're going to jump quite a lot. It does do the jump scares very well, but Insidious films always have. And there are quite a few really good jump scares. And, um, yeah, all in. It's a solid two thumbs up. Not to the sky, because it's not, you know, it's not life-changing. I'm not going to turn around and say, oh, my God, you've got to watch this film. But if you're sat there on a rainy Sunday afternoon, like I was, and you're scouring through things to watch, and I've skipped it many a time. I've seen it come up as me suggested film to watch and being like, no, I'm not watching a fucking insidious film again. But I put it on, and I was glad I did. Yeah, so my review for Insidious, if it's raining, you want to watch something scary, you want a few jump scares, get some popcorn, turn the lights off, watch Insidious 3, why not? Two thumbs up. Not to the sky, but two thumbs up. <laughs> hooray! And I do mean hooray. I do mean hooray. It's time for my favourite part of the week, you see. And my favourite part of the week is when we get to talk about your true paranormal experiences. And I genuinely mean it's my favourite part of the week. Do you know why? Because it's like sitting in a pub with your mates and they go, I've got a ghost story. And you'll have never heard it before. And that's amazing to me. And I don't pre-read these, as you know, because there's been many a time when we've got to the end and went, that wasn't a ghost story. Anyway, we've had an email in from Scott. And Scott writes, I mean, let me see if I can use his name. He doesn't say, oh, no, he does. He says I can use his name. Oh, wait there. There is some PSs. Um, no, that's fine. I can use his name. Thanks, Scott. Anyway, he writes, hi, Kevin. Hi. I've been listening to your shows for a while. I thank you. I've recently had an experience that you or your listeners could possibly relate to. OK. I've been a pretty adamant sceptic toward anything paranormal for my entire adult life. My perspective has been challenged recently both by podcasts featuring convincing stories from seemingly normal people, I like that, seemingly, yes, we're all weirdos here, Scott, and by stories from real-life friends and acquaintances. Maybe this change in perspective has opened me up to strange occurrences or merely allowed me to notice them more readily when they do occur. Interesting point, Scott. Or maybe I'm just spooking myself with all the paranormal content. That's also possible, Scott. It is indeed. Anyway, this is my story. Now, before we go into Scott's story, I'm going to remind you all, if you have a paranormal tale you want me to read out on the show, write it down in an email and send it to me at the following address. Have you got a pen? Who uses a pen in 2023? Anyway, email contact at 
What's the email address? After all that, contact at talkaboutghosts.com. And if you're hearing a jangle, it's because I've stupidly got my glasses around my neck. One second. The email address is contact at talkaboutghost.com and I will read it out, just like I'm about to do with Scott's story. And here we go. Last December, I was studying for law school exams at a local coffee shop here in Austin. If any of your listeners are familiar with the American law school experience, they can relate to how stressful this time can be. I was studying on the large outdoor patio, usually a lovely spot in December in Austin, which doesn't get very cold. However, on the night in question, a huge thunderstorm was blowing in, visible in the distance, flashing a near-constant and multicoloured lightning over the cemetery, which was next to the coffee shop. In brackets, yes, there is a cemetery next to the coffee shop, but during the two years I've lived right across the street, I've had no paranormal experiences. Seeing the approaching weather, I decided to find a stopping place in my umpteenth practice test for my federal courts class and drive to my friend's house nearby to wait out the torrential rain, whilst also taking the opportunity to decompress from the intense studying of the past few days. We hung out and listened to some music, and eventually the rain stopped. I said goodnight and got into the car to drive home. The drive home is short and familiar. The longest stretch of road between my friend's house and mine runs along a public golf course. Between the road and the part of the golf course is a steep hill with a wooden fence on top, about 12 to 15 feet high. That slopes down and opens to a pedestrian trail next to the road upon which the public can access the golf course. This trail is very popular with local joggers and dog walkers. About 100 feet, according to my rough estimate, from this pedestrian trail is a curved fork in the road. Since it was about 2am on this drive home, and this was a neighbourhood street without any nightlife to speak of, the streets were free of pedestrians. Except for one. As I approached the fork in the road, driving the speed limit of 30 miles an hour, I saw a very tall, bearded man walking towards me in the distance near the fork in the road. This being Austin, a town notorious for crazies and drunks running around at night, I watched him for a second to see if his gait or manner indicated that he might do something unpredictable. He was walking perfectly normally and didn't appear to be dishevelled, so I turned my eyes back to the road and kept driving. We met right before I was to make my turn at the fork in the road. Suddenly, and without warning, he bolted in front of my car like a squirrel. He came within two feet of the front of my car hitting him as he dashed across the street. I slammed on my brakes and honked the horn and let out a shocked stream of profanity. At a dead stop in the middle of the street, I turned to look out my driver's side window to give this maniac a piece of my mind. To my left is the steep hill with the fence. He's not there. I look in the mirror to see if he's running down the street behind me. He's not there either. This man had disappeared from sight in about two seconds. Granted, it was dark, and the streetlights gave patchy coverage due to the trees. But my eyes were well enough adjusted to the dark that I would have been able to see something in the shadows especially if it was moving. 
Had he run up the hill, I would have been able to see him climbing up due to how steep it was. And he would have been slowed down by the fence at the top. Someone or something had just played chicken with me and disappeared before my eyes. I've been back to the spot many times and have repeatedly looked for places he could have disappeared into. The pedestrian path entrance is too far from the fork in the road for him to have reached it without me seeing him. To get there in the time it took me to look behind, he would have had to have some running at superhuman speed. The non-paranormal explanation is appealing in this case. It could have just been an extremely agile weirdo with an intense death wish. You see quite a lot of crazy people in Austin. They don't just tend to disappear into thin air. Hope you enjoyed the story, Scott. P.S. I did well in the exam, so no worries there. Well, congratulations, Scott, and what a terrifying story that truly is. Now, I won't validate your theories or ideas. You live in Austin, do you know what I mean? So I can't condone whether there are that amount of crazy people in Austin. But you live there, you say there are, what can I say? But that does sound utterly terrifying. If I was on a deserted street, saw a man run in front of my car, well, I'll be honest, I'd hit him. I don't think I'd swerve out the way. I don't think I'm that confident enough of a driver to think I can move out the way and dodge around him. I just have to go right through. So let that be a warning. If you ever see a silver Micra, Nissan Micra, heading towards you and you think you want to play chicken with it, don't bother. It could be me and you'll end up as road fodder. Anyway, Scott, that is truly terrifying. I do wonder if there's any history around that location or, you know, any sort of bearded man that's known to have got lost around there and eternally roam that very spot. Who knows? But thank you for sending it in. And as I said earlier, if you have your own paranormal tale, send it in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. Anyway, it's that time in proceedings where we head over to the darkest and dingiest of cleanest corners where Becca resides. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. So how are you doing? I'm okay, how are you? Um, thank you for letting us back into your dark and dingy, although very beautiful and warm and loving, <laughs> cosy corner. You're welcome. Which is full of terror and dread. Mm-hmm. So um, what's been happening in the week since your return? Um, not a huge amount. No? No. Have you been anywhere? Have you seen anything? Have you done anything? Um, yeah, I don't know. A few things. I thought, I actually thought last night we might have a ghost. Genuinely, why? <laughs> yeah. Because um, the, uh, uh, it sounds in the, in the bedroom, it sounded like a drawer um, closed. But then upon investigation, it's the neighbour's cat jumping up and down on, on the cabinet. So Jumping up and down on the cabinet? Yeah, because she uses that as like a bridge to get to the windowsill. So mm. as she's jumped down, she's knocks it, and it's like it's made a banging noise. Well, if that that's makes what w- 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 woke me up. If that were, it's what makes you feel better. No, it, it was her. Like it was definitely yeah. her. Okay, you did. I mean, you obviously didn't see that, and you've assumed that's what's happened. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, no ghost, just another no cat. Yeah. What are we going to do? That one time that you hear the noise and you look outside of your bed, and or the cat's on your chest, and that happens. You'd be surprised. Just surprise. What will you put it down to then? <laughs> Turns well, out the, whatever it is, there must have been a minor, a minor glitch in the Earth's magnetic field, which is basically <laughs> unannounced itself. 
Um, so we're obviously here for Redicana. So mm-hmm. would you like to introduce yourself and who you are and what you do? <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Becca. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Hooray! Yay. What a what a glorious welcome. Um, we've just as a little sort of sneak catch up for our Patreons. We've done a Patreon yesterday, and we had a bet, and the bet was that Becca would be presenting Reddit Corner drunk, um, or, or hungover. Are you either? No, I was sensible. You maintained yourself, didn't you? you yeah, I was um... very sensible. I had I had a couple of light drinks and that was it. Well done you. Mm-hmm. I thought you would have been absolutely smashed and we'd be struggling through this. I know you did, but uh, that's not happened. Or it'd be me saying, Becca isn't here today, as you'd be on the couch going, <laughs> oh. Go away. But it turns um, out that, yeah, you, no, um, that you do have self-control. Who knew? Who knew? And then you just had um, a box of litter, cat litter, explode on you, haven't you? Yeah. I know, and I went to, yeah, I'm having a morning of it, to be honest, because then I went to change the bins, and then there was frosting outside the bin bag all the way down the bin, and I was like, oh, for God's sake. So I had Like to, icing frosting. Icing frosting, yeah. So it's cinnamon bun frosting to be... wonder to, how the know devil that happens. that happens. Then I had to wash the bin as well as just changing the bins, Ugh. and then, yeah, I was doing the neighbour's cat's litter, and the bag had a hole in it which I didn't realise so as I'm pouring it into the thing it's also all pouring out onto me and onto the floor. I thought I was having a moan on it because I had to remove my iPads to open the door to the postman and then place them back on. It turns out that wasn't the same drama. Was it not? No. no. Anyway, Reddit Corner where we head over to Reddit and we mm-hmm. find a spooky story for Becca to read yeah. and then we discuss. So this is taken from the pics of the month on Reddit. Okay. They're called, well I'll let you tell us what it's yeah, called. It's my, that's my job. My job, that's why I'm here. Oi, it's my job. Stop coming to this couch and stealing our jobs. Um, This story is called Devil in the ICU. I see you. Maybe that's what it means. No, ICU in America is like... Intensive care unit. Like, like I need to tell you. Like I need to tell you over here. <laughs> old bones, old doctor. Carry on. Well, we're both presuming this could be anything. It's just well, it's very true, yeah. Okay. Wait, there's strange to think I couldn't think of any doctor, and the only one that came to mind was Bones, who was the <laughs> doctor. Bones? He was the doctor on on the Starship Enterprise. Was Bones? I, I'll be, I had no idea what you were talking about with that reference. Uh, I, I thought I, I you meant th- just like old Bones. I didn't think you like, did by an your old face. Soul. No, I didn't think you did by your face. That's why I thought I best say doctor. And then when I said doctor, I thought I don't know any doctors. No, I just thought you meant like an old soul. Okay, Doctor Who. He's not even a doctor. I don't know. How do you know he's not? House. A Come on, house. Can I begin? Yes. Right. Dr. House. Devil in the ICU. You don't, you don't know who you're telling it to? A Let's sleeping begin. child? Devil in the ICU. Are you going to pipe down? Maybe. My mum used to work night shift at a hospital before she retired. Oh, her mum? Yes. Right, but you said Manion. I'm sensing an element of criticism. It, there was there, sorry, but enunciate. Years ago, she had a terrifying experience that she recently told me about. During one of her shifts, she had an elderly patient that was in the ICU getting ready to pass. What an interesting way of phrasing it, getting yeah. ready to pass. Yeah, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Just shutting down my legs. Just let me get me close. Oftentimes, my mum would sit and visit with her patients during her downtime. The woman was crying, so my mum held her hand and asked what was wrong. Well, need you ask, <laughs> really, at that point. It's my idea. <laughs> What's up? What's to do? Do you work here? Do you know? While still crying, the woman said that he was here for her. 
She said that he was evil when he was alive and he's still just as evil now. Confused, my mum asked if the lady was talking about her husband. The woman told my mother her dead husband made her life a living hell and now, on her deathbed, had been in her room for days tormenting her. He told her he was here to take her. She said he had been standing in the corner of the room since she was admitted into the ICU. My mother offered to pray with the woman, which she accepted. The woman eventually passed, but had told my mother before she went that she no longer saw her husband and she was able to go in peace. Fucking hell. You know what, though? What a revelation in terms of we always assume, as we all know, when you're at the close, when you're close to death, or you're at your deathbed, or whatever, mm. a member of your family or someone that you, you know, yeah, a loved one, a loved one comes and takes you. Mm. What if they were a fucking horror bag? Yeah, I feel like that shouldn't be allowed. There should be some law. Yeah, you know, like in the as the 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 dead are coming back over mm. the river Styx, they should have to show some sort of passport that shows <laughs> I'm all right. I do love them. Maybe, but yeah. that's the thing. Maybe he did love her. He was just a twat. Most abusers love the people they abuse. Do they? Yeah. Or do yeah. they love the power? Well, both. But they're mm. obsessed, aren't they? It's an obsession. Yeah. Yeah, it's an obsession. Which, um, and I have it on good authority, on the passport control of the River Styx, obsession's often confused for love. Right. Well, I mean, imagine, like, if you've actually died, right? Like, actually, like, mm. like even if you're not a beep in life, if you've actually died... Imagine being in the afterlife and still having an interest in making someone else's life a misery. Like, well, my God, have you got nothing else to be getting on with? Well, that is kind of the entire... You're not, purposefully, but, like, if you go down that slide in the swimming pool, that was a strange analogy. Mm-hmm. But you're getting then into the religious aspect of why genie... Not genies, well, gin and demons exist. It's the whole point of being malicious to souls on Earth, isn't it, and trying to make them do horrible things. Yeah, but that's their... That's the if you're an entity and that's your purpose, that's a different thing. I mean, as like a human being, if you've mm. like even if you've been an utter beep in life, to to carry that on after death, like Jesus, get over it. Yeah, like, but think about it. Let's so, say so you're a lunatic psychopath, right? Mm. And you've and you're like a, you you are part of a murder suicide story. This is nice, isn't it? Mm. But let's say man a man because it's normally a man. Let's say the man goes crazy. He kills his kids. Mm-hmm. He gets his poor cowering wife in the corner of the room. And as he's about to bludgeon her to death, she luckily grabs some sort of blunt object and smashes it over his head and kills him. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, at the moment that he's about to kill her, he's filled with anger and rage and like, I'm the most evil man alive. And then he's out like a light. Mm-hmm. Do you think he comes out of his body and goes, what the fuck was I doing? Ah, what? Or do you think his spirit goes... And now you've killed me. Oh, you wait. That's a petrifying thought, isn't it? Isn't it just? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's yeah. why there's such well, evil around them sorts of places where that's happened. I mean, maybe this, maybe if, because if someone comes to take you back and the generally accepted thing is two places you could go up or down, right? Yeah. Like, what if she was a victim in this, like in an abusive relationship, but what if she was also unrelated, a terrible person? So she was going to hell, so that's why he's being allowed to come and get her. And she was going to hell. Oh, I see, yeah. Like a, a psychopomp, like a, a negative psychopomp. A negative psychopomp, yeah. So yeah. maybe, so perhaps, so like maybe she was horrible to her kids, for example, and he turned up as in to say, you think you're good? You're like yeah, me, like, woman? No, you're, yeah, yeah, you're coming with me. Yeah. We it's fit in the same good. carriage, my yeah. darling. 
And maybe in these final days, she like repented enough or something that God maybe. thought, all right, you know what, you can go to heaven now. Send him away, and then they'll send you a nice like bomb. Well, that's the strange sort, especially in Catholicism, something that's never really sat right with me. And in all honesty, I've not studied the text as much as like you know other religions study their texts. Oh. But there is that whole thing of if you ask for forgiveness, you'll be given it. Irrelevant. Mm. And it's kind of like, well, that's a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free car then, isn't it? Because I can do what I want. And then just when I know I'm going to die, I go, by the way, sorry about all that. That's not my understanding. My understanding is that you have to mean it. And you can't fake meaning it. I'm pretty sure at the point of your death, you would mean it. No, but you have to like genuinely repent. And also, if that's always your game plan, it doesn't work. Like ah, you, can't just, you can't just get away with things thinking, oh, it's all right, I'll just say sorry later. Better to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> that's what I'd say. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Than permission. Yeah. Imagine trying to argue that with St. Peter <laughs> on the gate of hell. But, have you heard the saying? He's like, we created you, you tit. Of course we heard the saying. <laughs> I don't know. Someone's uh, commented, I always wondered if you get stuck with unwanted family members. Then, interestingly, they've put good to know, not necessary. I would say that that story indicates it is necessary. No, I think they mean because she there was the repentance or whatever at the end. But what mm. it does tie in with what you're saying in terms mm. of she repented or she prayed and he yeah. went away. Yeah. Because you would think a, um, a benevolent God wouldn't allow that in the first place. Mm. Unless she had some ills of her own. Well, yeah. But there you go. If she's prayed for redemption, unaware that she's praying for redemption because she's an evil person. So we oh, hold on. So are you saying that if you're, or are, the, theologically now, <laughs> if you're unaware that you're an evil person, so therefore you genuinely ask for repentance at the end of your days, you'll get it. How would you be unaware that you're an evil person? Well, some people have like uh, uh, mental imbalances, so you could... Like, well, if you're ill, then that's different, isn't it? Yeah, or if you've done something... I think intent is everything. Intention is everything. Mm. I think I, I agree with you, intention Like, is what's everything. worse, kind of... Driving soberly and safely and accidentally hitting someone who steps out into the street in front of you or planting a bomb in a busy place, but that when it goes off completely coincidentally doesn't harm anyone. So if you've killed a person but had zero intent or you've not killed a lot of people but you had the intention to kill a lot, which is worse. For me, that's a clear cut Well, case. That's, a, that's a stick with the driver, and I think. I think, what like, if you, if you're, let's say if you go out, you're a drunk driver, mm. habitually. Yeah. And due to being a drunk driver, you not accidentally because you're drunk, well, but still accidentally, your intention was not to hurt anyone. Mm. But you've drunkenly hit someone and they died. Yeah. Um, is that worse than someone getting in the car and thinking, I'm going to run someone over today? Well, no, I think they're both bad. I think I know, if, yeah, if, but... if you're an accident, then that's one thing. But I think being drunk is. Being drunk and intentionally getting behind the wheel, that's... That's the actual intent. Yeah, like, that's the intent. Like, that's the... Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, it's a good point, yeah. It's a good point. We should really... we. I think we should be part of St. Peter's Council, really. You know when there's a hard case that comes up? We. I mean, I mean you. <laughs> but I am where, I'm the one wearing the medallion of St. Peter. Yeah, I know, but I, I think I'd, I've got this covered. Yeah, you, you have got this covered. And also, that's... <laughs> There's something on the back of this medallion which rather goes against St. Peter. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, um, I think the intent is everything there. So yeah, so it depends on, on like her intentions. Yes. I think you're right. I think it's about intention. Intention is everything. Intention is nine tenths of the law. That's possession. It's also intention. It's not it's possession. So what? Intention the other percent. 
people. Do you, so it's your, it's your the tenth. No intention isn't part of the law. What's the other the other part? And I, I know this isn't paranormal, but in yeah, possession's nine tenths of the law. What's the other tenth? Just the rest of it, just other stuff. But it means that what ultimately a lot of it comes down to is possession. You know what? What a great tagline for a film about like The Exorcist. You know, like where someone's possessed. Mm. Possession is nine tenths of the law. Yeah. And then someone gets possessed. Yeah. Scary. Mm. You done that thing to me the other day, didn't you? The um, Japanese creeper ghost around the corner. I didn't mean to. And I didn't even do it. I was just stood there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh, out of nowhere. We live in a tiny house and I live here. Where else was I, I was lying be? on the bed with this electrical <laughs> headband thing on that we've borrowed off your dad. That's meant to stimulate your frontal lobes. And some headphones listen to drum music going boom, 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 boom. So I'm already in a very like sort of spiritual place trying to be. Open my eyes. Dressed in a long white gown with a black, long, long, straggly hair is this spirit entity at the end of the bed. I wasn't in a long white gown. I don't own a long white gown. Well, you're in some sort of fleecy... My hair is not straggly, I'll tell you. Sorry, yeah. I've just been in the room. Like We live in a tiny house and I was just at came temporarily into the bedroom to get something and you had the cheek to accuse me of being a demon. Well, you're going to end up on Nuke's Top 5 either way with like... Four Chinese lads running the other way. Yeah, no, I could do that. I'd be very good at doing that. But in this case, I just like went in to get something. It's not my fault. You happened to open your eyes and didn't expect me to be there. Yeah, <gasps> very true. Very true. There is actually, there's. I think on the most recent Nuke's Top 5, there is one of these creeper ghosts I mentioned. Um, so if anyone's interested in what I mean by these, like, uh, and when I say uh, like a mix between Japan and China, I'm not being racist in doing so. They come from both countries, these videos. And feature the same sort of like pale faced, long, straggly black hair peeking round a corner, or from obtuse angles, like looking out of an attic doorway, and all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They're very based um, in that part of the world. These videos, yeah. So there is one on the latest Nukes Top Five. If you want to go and check it out, check it out. It's actually quite terrifying. They go to this house. Um, it's these um, Chinese paranormal investigators. And they go to, to meet this guy who wants his face blurred. And it's in a house that he's trying to sell that was his brother's. But his brother committed suicide in there after killing his wife and his kid or something. He said so. It, and there's like a big like um, folkloric reason why murder houses won't sell. Mm. So he's like, can't get rid of it, blah, blah, blah. And as they're talking, you're like, Ooh, from upstairs. And they go like, this is all subtitled, obviously. I don't speak Chinese. And they're like, uh, what was that? And he goes, there's nobody in this house and I'm going to leave right now. And he leaves. And then they go about the house filming. But at one point, they're, they're putting the camera up the stairs and there's a noise from downstairs. So he moves the camera away to go down and follow the noise. But when they review the footage, as he's pulling the camera away from downstairs, you see a small a small child's foot step down the stair. You know, just mm-hmm. like at the top of the stair. Yeah. Like it's coming from the upstairs bedroom. Oh, it's mm-hmm. fucking horrible. Anyway. Sounds it. I feel like there's, I'm I'm too good at this for this not to be able to be monetized in some way. How, how, how are you out at Halloween? Yeah, how can I make a living with this? Because I feel like I'd, I'm exactly right for it. You're the right you are, you are. Mm. You genuinely are. And especially when I, I do that look, the, the one yeah, that scares the you. the tilted look. <laughs> yeah, no. I won't do it. Don't I, could see, I could already see you like, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. I mean, it's t- 10 o'clock on a Monday morning, I'm just still like, nah, don't, just don't do it. I'll be through the window. Yeah, no, but the, uh, the wide eyes and the head tilt. Yeah, um, no, thank you. 
Yeah, how can... Tuna put my foot in a mouse trap. Genuinely. <laughs> so, guys, if you've got any suggestions of how this can be monetized, please let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a... Imagine that against, you know, a, a, a going again, like standing in line with your actual occupation as a, like, you know, director of your own company who goes traveling the world to sort out major events. And I'm also a part-time... <laughs> also spook sp- <laughs> Spectral spook that pops his head around things, yes. Only during October, though. No, I do it in summer, so... Oh, oh, good. Good to know you're no all-year-round spook. Yeah. Thou is an all-round entertainer. Yeah, no, ghosts aren't just for Halloween. Well, that's my motto. Anyway, um, anything you'd like to add before we say tatty bye from your lovely corner? I don't think so. I'm good, thank you. Okay, then tatty bye. Bye, guys. (laughs) 